Hey friends, it's Nathan. Thanks for checking out our podcast today, and we hope this message inspires and pushes you in your faith. For any updates going on in ministry, you can go to Instagram or Facebook at Second Students West. Enjoy the podcast. Struggle, right? I think of, when I think of trust the process, I think of training in, in the gym as well as at work, wherever you are. Think of, think of being in the gym or on the job. No matter how strong my desire is to be the best or to immediately walk into a space and be the best or be the strongest guy in the room or be the, the fastest food prepper, there's no way that I'm going to be able to, to, like without any training, without any, any education or any prep work, there's no way that I'm going to be able to walk in there and be the best. And so I think of trust the process because it takes time and effort to be the best. It takes practice and discipline to be the best. It takes hard work and determination to be the best. You won't be able to clean and jerk about 250 pounds unless you start at 45, which is just the bar. You won't be able to be the manager or the assistant to the manager, if there are any office fans in the room. You won't be able to be in that type of leadership had you not have been the best cashier or the best food prepper. And you have to do this daily. When you go into work, when you go into the gym, you have to trust the process that you're going to move forward and make progress each and every day. And the same thing applies to our faith. Luke 6.10 says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. The same happens in our faith. If we want to have a strong relationship with God, we have to get to know him. We have to open our Bibles. We have to pray. We have to talk to God. It's not just a rock-solid relationship from the start. Like, all right, I'm going to become a Christian. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Great. We're all set. I'm ready to move forward in my Christian walk and conquer the world. No, not the case. Not going to happen. I have to daily opening my Bible or open my Bible. And continue to do it over and over and over again. That is how we trust the process in all aspects. So we're able to improve daily on our relationship with the Lord. This morning I want to jump into a psalm. I know we just sang a bunch of songs, but this is a psalm, P-S-A-L-M. So you can open up to your Bibles to that book. It's right in the center if you have your paper Bible. But if you have your phone, just ask Siri. She does everything for us anyways now. But we're in Psalm 139. Psalm 139, and in this psalm, David worships God by declaring who he is and what God has done for him, by declaring his allegiance to and dependence on God. So follow along with me. In Psalm 139, we're going to start in verse 1. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me and too lofty for me to attain. So point number one this morning is that God knows everything. Everything about us. 
in that passage, David tells us that God knew and knows everything about God, everything about him, his thoughts, his travels, his words, even before he decides to say them, say them. God knew everything there was to know about David, more than David knew about himself. So deep down, deep down, we all want to be known and accepted and loved. Isn't, isn't it really good when someone knows your name, right? When someone says, hey, you know, Nathan, it's so good to see you. Hey, Taylor, like I, I, get, I get my, uh, just get all giddy because like they know who I am. Sometimes it's often because I'm wearing a name tag. Like all of our, all of our Chick-fil-A employees, they're always wearing a name tag. So I try my best to approach them and say, hey, you know, Emily, thank you so much for refilling my drink. I, I really appreciate it. It's awesome. And that feeling of knowing or having your name known is powerful. We want to be known and accepted and loved. And now think, now think that the God of the universe knows us, right? The God who created literally everything in the world knows exactly who you are. He knows how many hairs are on your head, how many freckles are on your body, and what you did last night, no matter what it was. He knows the small things, the seemingly insignificant details of our lives. But he's also a part of the big things. He knows the big things, and it's not just the things we post on social media and share to the world. He knows everything. So when we lie down and rise every day, he knows that. And it should be incredibly comforting and encouraging to know that this God, who literally knows everything about our lives, from before and our past and in our future, that same God accepts and loves us. Continue reading in verse 7 of chapter 139 in Psalms. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. So what I get from this, from that little section that David is writing, is that God will always be with us. He is always there, no matter what we're going through. David describes God's presence with him. It says that God goes before him and behind him, that God's hand is upon him, and that there is nowhere that he can go where God is not or was not and cannot reach him. That God is always there. And he does this in explicit detail. Y'all remember in eighth grade, eighth grade English, and your teacher tells you, like, all right, I want you to paint a picture with your words. Like, as you're writing a paper, paint a picture and make the reader, like, fully immersed in the scene. Well, I think, I think our English teachers, no matter how, how old they were, and how all the practices are, I think they got that practice from David. Because he describes an explicit detail of where God is. From the heavens to the depths, the sky to the sea, in the light or in the dark, we clearly know that from, from this scripture, from these scriptures, that God can, can be anywhere and is everywhere and always with us. There's nowhere where God, where we can go, 
where God will not be with us. No matter how great the heights in our lives, no matter what happens in our lives, whether we, we get into the college of our dreams or we make captain that we're made captain of the team, he's there. Or in our lowest lows, when we lose a family member to a disease, when we have a relationship that's lost, when we don't get in to our dream school or are ranked low in our classes, God is there. And knowing that he's there should give us confidence and courage to continue moving forward. He's saying, no matter what you're going through, if you're, if you're in a high point, keep going. Because there is more that I have for you in, my, in your life. Or whether we're in our low point, no matter what's going on in our lives, it's different for everybody. If we're in, a, in our deepest low, God is right there with us. Taking our hand and making sure that we continue moving forward. In Psalm 139, verse 13, we'll keep going. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the, deep, in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them, before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. I love that last verse. Just, again, the imagery, eighth grade English, I'm just taken back to, if I were to try to count your thoughts, God, if I were to count your thoughts in 18, were, were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. My third and last point this morning is God carefully and wonderfully created us. And when I think of something else that was carefully and wonderfully made, I think of the place where I want to go every Sunday, but it's closed. I think of Chick-fil-A. I really do. And, and maybe that's just the big boy in me. But I think of the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. And I've been learning a lot about Chick-fil-A. I'm reading this book called Covert Cows. I highly recommend 10 of 10. Okay. It's on Audible, Amazon, everything. Read it. But Truett Cathy, Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, he took so long, but it was meticulous and detailed that he did not finalize the, the perfect recipe for the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich until, 19, until the 1960s, right? Took that long. And for over 50 years, for over 50 years, this sandwich recipe, the bread of the chicken and how it's made on your toasted buttered buns with two crisp pickles has not changed since the 60s. Now why? Because of the time and dedication that Truett put, it, put into that recipe, the same dedication and care for our sandwiches that we're having in 2021 is there. The same care. Now, let's transfer back away from God's chicken to God's creation, us. Think of the care that Truett Cathy had for his recipe or for his business or the chicken sandwich and increase that exponentially. That if, if Truett took that much care for a recipe for a, tiny, for a tiny sandwich, think of how, how vast and how, how much care that our God, 
put into creating us. He put so much time and dedication into creating us, someone who, who is a direct representation of him. In the beginning, let's make man in our creation. That's what God says. He's, we are made in his image. And they care for the single sandwich of Chick-fil-A. Even more care went into God creating us. And one of the, one of the saddest things, the saddest thing nowadays is that people, is that people think that they, they don't have any worth that they're not worth anything, that they, were, that they were accidents or that they were a surprise. And I want you to know that God did not haphazardly create you. God did not haphazardly create David. David beautifully describes how God created him. God saw him before he would even show up on an ultrasound, though they did not have ultrasounds in David's time. But even before our time on the ultrasound in our mother's womb, God had a plan for us. God had a plan for what we would look like, how we would act, and what we would do. Verse, where was it? Verse 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. That verse right there, that shows that God is so detail-oriented for each and every one of us that David knows that his days were ordained for him and already written in his book, in God's book, before one of them actually came to be. He thoughtfully planned out David's life. Not, not only his body, not only our body, but God thoughtfully plans out our lives. God knew, knew all about us and our whole lives before our mothers knew we even existed. Now think about that. And if we really believe that truth, if we believe who God is and what he can do and what he has done, if we believe that, it will produce a confidence and a humility in us as we move forward. We will not think too lowly or too highly of us, of ourselves, because we know who made us.